Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me. And, as always, my very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. You know, December's wearing a bit thin on me, but I'm pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's that time of year, isn't it? I mean, you especially, you work retail, so it's, yeah, it's like hell for you. People can be can be interesting. Let's just say that. <laughs> interesting is putting it very mildly. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to escape from all that business and talk about something we both enjoy wholeheartedly, and that is video games. They're Uh, wonderful. They're magical. Oh, the best. It's the best thing to come home to the end of a big working working day and just settle down with a good old video game. Uh, So, Kyron, do you want to tell us what you've been playing? Sure, we'll start off with me. Yep. First of all, we'll, we'll we'll just get this one out of the way. Quickly, because I talked about it for like 30 minutes last week, but uh, I finished up Final Fantasy XV's main story. Right. I've still got like, I've still got so much post-game stuff to do, but that's that's now stuff I can do at my leisure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I finished the main story, and it's definitely one of the greats. We were, yeah. we were, it's, it's a term that got, got bandied around a bit, I think, maybe, ironically, or in, in, humor, in a humorous fashion but in just yeah the game is incredible and i'm so happy with how it turned out there are some obviously there's some weird pacing issues in the like the last third of the game which we'll talk about later when we discuss one of our news topics this week okay uh but honestly i was still really happy with it and i would say that if you've been on the fence about it you're not sure if it's as good as it could be no definitely check it out because it's for the most part it's amazing well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm most definitely sitting on the fence, as I've said before. The only Final Fantasy game that I've played is Seven. Um, so, I mean, everything I've seen about this game looks looks great and is appealing to me. So, I mean, I, I might pick it up over over the Christmas break and and uh, slog some hours into it. But we'll see how we go. It's it's definitely, you know, something that I've. I've flip-flopped around. At one stage, I was like, I'm definitely getting it. Then I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was definitely getting it. And then when it launched, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. Um, But yeah, after hearing what everyone's had to say about it and seeing it in action a couple of times, yeah, I think it's probably going to be something I'll pick up eventually. And having seen the full arc now for the four main characters, just incredible, Square Enix. I can't believe that you... Like, the characters are so good. Those four guys, like... They're right up there. Like of, the, of any characters I think of this year, I think those four will be like the top in the top five easily. Well, that's the thing that's selling it to me. I think mostly is those characters. The more I see of them, the more I want to get to know them. So, so do it, do it, Ben, do it. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Go <laughs> and play Final Fantasy 15. It's incredible. Awesome, um, solid recommendation. But apart from that. Not only is Final Fantasy fifteen out now, yep, but so is The Last Guardian. Wow, what an age we live in! Yeah, what a time to be alive. Where Final Moon Fantasy fifteen and The Last Guardian are on shelves next to each other, going, "Hey, we're for sale." And I still <laughs> kind of look at them and go, "But are you? Is this not some weird like dream that I'm living right now, where we're playing these two games that were announced like?" And years ago. You're just waiting for, like, the update that bricks your PS4. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's going to be something good. in there. It's going to break it all. But uh, I've only I've only probably sunk about, oh, I want to say, five, maybe six hours into The Last Guardian so far. Okay. 
it's, it hasn't been overly challenging, but you know what? It doesn't have to be. Games no. can be just an experience, and it's it's great. Like, I'm already... I, I shouldn't say already, because it was just immediate. I was immediately emotionally attached to Trico. Like, oh, the first time I saw Trico, I was like, yeah, I yep, I've already got a connection with it. Like, yeah. I'm like, yep, it's, it's hard not to. It's just... He's Did adorable. That, that's the part that was really important because, like, if to me at least, like, if that hadn't, like, if that connection had, had at any point so far felt like it was beginning to dwindle, I would have been like, oh, maybe it's not going to be so good. But no, I'm, I'm still like heavily invested in the safety of this weird bird, dog, cat creature that's sort of just following me around, and I'm sometimes riding on it, and it's jumping me across gaps, and I can give it little pets as well, and uh. It's just, yeah, nothing so far has been complicated or challenging. There's been plenty of those little aha moments in a video game. I kind of like how this one does it where I'll be doing something, I'll be trying to solve a puzzle in the room, and if I'm if I'm not quite on the ball, sometimes Trico will just be, like, playing with an object. I'm like, oh, that's the solution right there. <laughs> like, that's it there. Like, Trico's like, yeah, no, I've got it. I'm like, okay, you can do it. You can Come on, Trico, I believe in you. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Trico was just magical. Yeah. Um, sometimes, obviously, he doesn't immediately do what you say, which I'm, still, I'm sure people have seen in reviews and all that. But, and I know, I have also seen people arguing with the counterpoint I'm about to use, but, I mean, the idea is it's an animal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, look, I, I think that's great, That's a, and, and it's an animal that, like, it shouldn't be you meet this new creature and it's like, oh, cool, it's going to be your best friend eventually. Yeah. It's not going to be immediate. Like, it's like exactly. with any pet, pets... Generally, like, you know, they will pick you. They, they, the whole, like, adage of, like, someone saying, you know, and you don't pick an animal, an animal picks you as a pet. Like, you know, like, that's that's common knowledge. But even still, you still have those teething issues when you're trying to train it or, like, get to know it when you first get it home. So the fact that that's in there seems to be, like, you know, they're going for that kind of element, especially considering you're so early in the game. Yeah, well, like I'm not gonna, I wanna, I'm not gonna spoil anything because I don't know. It's one of those games where I feel like if I talk too much about certain things that have had happen to me, right? It would, we kind of just ruin the magic for other people, and they really are just such nice moments that I've, I've been able to experience. But what I will talk about is the start of the game, which you know, if you don't want to know about the start of the game, I guess stop listening. <laughs> right. Okay. But um, it's it's nothing too major. It's basically, it's like a it's an arco game. So you wake up. You're this kid and you're in this room with this beast thing. And you're like, what's going on here? This is not, <laughs> this is odd. And it's chained up and it's got spears in it. Um, So you can actually, you can remove the spears from Trico, which is right. really neat. But like at that point, it, it doesn't know who you are. It doesn't trust you. So if you try to do it, it will just like roar at you and just ward you away because it doesn't want you to touch it. Cause it it's like, who, who are you? I don't know who you are. Don't touch me. And clearly it's been attacked by something. Yeah, exactly, which yeah. I assume looks like you, but I've since figured out not. But, um, so that was really nice. And you basically, uh, and as as contrast, I'm five hours in and it had new spears in it and it, it lets me take them out. Uh, right. Like, it's, I can feel the trust building, like, just little little things that happen between the two, I guess, characters. Like, Draco's as much of a character as... Some, I guess the kid who doesn't have a name, maybe? I don't know. Right, yep. Uh, there's just so many just nice little moments between the two of them. Just, oh, 
I mean, I mean, honestly, I didn't think I'd be saying this about The Last Guardian since it was announced back in like 2009 or something, 2008. I can't remember the exact date. Right. Ever since, like, because I never played Ico really. It was a, one of the, the two Ico games that never really caught my eye. But I did uh-huh. play Shadow of the Colossus and it's incredible. Yeah, that is a great game. And after so long in development, I didn't think Last Guardian had a chance of like living up to any ridiculous expectations I had when it was announced. Uh-huh. But it's it's really it's just really nice. And if you want a really fun game, just that you can just sort of sit down, switch off, and just get absorbed into like a gorgeous world with characters that you you will you will get attached to, and some just there's nice little bits of music here and there and i'm genuinely curious in the story to see which direction it's going as well because again no spoilers but i've seen some things that have certainly raised my eyebrows okay that's interesting yeah. to hear i would also have i i would avoid trailers as well like sony don't seem to really know how to advertise this game maybe <laughs> they were scared right but- at least a few of the trailers that were released close to the game's launch. I mean, people have probably already watched them. But if for some reason you haven't and you are curious about Last Guardian, don't watch them, please. <laughs> yeah, but... Because Sony don't seem to know what counts as a spoiler with this game. Well, most companies don't these days, unfortunately. Which is and sad. That goes for mo- any kind of trailer, like movie or whatever, but... Yeah, it, it's it's sad. It really is. But, um, yeah, I'm just really happy for Last Guardian's come out. Uh... Ueda, like, I hope he does more games, because, again, he just, he just makes magic happen, his character, like, you can feel a lot of show of Colossus in Trigo, and um, Last Guardian of Trigo, like, just the way that your character moves will be so familiar, and the climbing will be familiar, so right. if you've played other Arco games, you'll be okay, and if you're new, you might be a bit off-put by, I don't want to say the controls feel dated, but like again, because it handles so much like Shadow of the Colossus and the sort, the controls do feel a bit PS two y. But right. I've had no problems with them at all. Like they're they're really they're fine. Okay, well, not perfect. I, I mean, I played I played uh, Shadow of the Colossus probably quite a, a bit of a, to- a bit of time after the game originally launched. I played the PS three remaster. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Actually, no, I think I played it on PS2 as well, but um, even still then, it was a good three or four years after it had come out, and yeah, it is it is a little jarring at first, so, um, but yeah, I d- definitely don't let it put you off. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's something that I think people should should try. Yep. I want to see it do well. It deserves it. Like, there's such heart in this game from when I've played that I want everyone to experience it. Right. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. I, it's again another game that it's that and fifteen are the two that I'm like I'm probably going to pick up in the next few weeks. I would say. Um, yeah. Well, we now live in a world where both out, and I don't. Exist. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Year of dreams, Karen. <laughs> 2017 will be the year of dreams. This is yeah. the beginning. We're 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 kicking it off. Uh, but apart from that, I've also been. I well, I haven't been playing much of it, but I have dabbled a bit in the latest ridiculous game to come from Suda51. Excellent. I have as well, Karen. Yeah, so you, you can you can join me in in chorus of this game and just we can talk about the fact that it's wonderfully insane. It's bonkers. Like, I I think I played about an hour, an hour and a half. And in that time I've kind of been grasping 
the combat, which is sort of Dark Soulsy, but yeah. not really. Yeah. Well, before we go on, like the game is it's Let It Die, right? It is Let It Die. It is yeah, Let It Die by Seven Fifty One by Gung Ho and Grasshopper Manufacture. Oh, batshit it, crazy. Announced. It was announced a while ago, but like just self-dropped free to play on the weekend of PSX. Yep. Just incredible. Like good way to do it. It is, especially yeah. like it just feels weird to get a Suda Fifty One game for nothing. Yeah, I know, right? Like, and it's uh, yeah. Okay, so. I... First of all, that this game is free to play, so that mm-hmm. that is there is there is microtransactions and things like that that are involved. Uh, straight out the gate, we'll hit that nail on the head. Um, I I haven't played enough of it myself either to to realize how intrusive that will be, or where the paywall will kick in. I've seen bits and pieces where it might come in like i right. died in the yes. game like yeah. for the first time and then it, it talked to me about like an insurance, insurance. thing yeah which is, again i, I kind of like how it's explained in the game like it's it's cool and it's so mm. suited you can tell and the fact but, that it's an insurance company as well yeah, like you know which are known for premium. yeah <laughs> like it's yeah it's quite well done to be honest but um so he's still there that. But yeah. it's one of those games where the more I play it, the more I'm gonna wish I could just buy it. And yeah, enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. Um, do you think it's a type of game down the track that they will have like a? Because I've talked about this before. The way I like like free to play games to go is to be able to sort of play it with ads or whatever and microtransactions and stuff, and then you could pl- you could pay like a premium like fee. And go, alright, you get the game now. This this is the game. There's still these other microtransactions there, but it's not gonna be as uh intrusive as, as it previously was. Because um, there are things there are things that are uh, like allude to that fact. Cause there's the uh the elevator stuff, like which is part of the, the premium insurance package, one of the packages you can get, I'm pretty sure. The the, uh, the the luxury elevator. The luxury elevator. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think of the name. Um, it oh, seems I'm not sure to be it's like... called the luxury, but I know there's the luxury one, and then there's the shitty cage one that I ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called the luxury elevator or something like that. It's like the premium elevator or something. But it's basically you can travel between floors freely without having to pay any of the kill coins Yeah. to move through. So, like, you could go back to where you were. But it seems like it's almost like a subscription-based. Like, you pay for, like, a certain amount of time. And it gets activated. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really de- delved into that part too much, which right. is why I'm not saying do or don't play this. Like, it's free to play, so maybe download it and try it. Check it out. It is, it is 28 gig or 23 gig or something. It's, it's hefty. It's, like, it's hefty. You can, but... you can play a little bit after the first 8 gig. Yeah, exactly. Like... But I, since we're talking about it, I just got to say, like, because it's Suit 51. Oh, man. There have been so many things that have happened that is that I have just laughed out loud at. Like I, it's just, oh god, yeah. At the very opening, when Uncle Death rides off on his skateboard and then falls <laughs> off of it, like that was so good. I, lost I it. love that. I love that because he's like, he does like a trick and he's like, yeah, cool trick, yeah, cool. <laughs> then just bails like hardcore in the, bails in the distance as well. So yeah. maybe if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't see it. But I was looking and I just saw him eat 
eat shit. Oh, I saw it too. And you just hear him sort of just go, like, there's there's this (laughs) tiny little sound effect off in the distance. It's so good. It's so good. But having said that as well, Uncle Death as a character, fucking unreal. Yeah. Love that guy. He's one of the reasons that it makes me want to play the game more. Like, just his little bits of dialogue are incredible. Yeah, like, he's he's a fucking skateboarding Grim Reaper, for starters, that has, like, like... twirly sun like spirally sunglasses which i've seen i saw some people at psx they they were giving them out you can buy sunglasses or you can get sunglasses that are like have that design on them I on the, the lenses i oh, know me too um <laughs> and also they had they had i saw they had pins as well where i, I you know when you get a phone call from uh, uncle yeah. death yeah and it's like um and it pops up with that little picture of him in the corner with yeah. the 3d glasses yeah um yeah they had pins like that as well ah, of course yeah I and of course i'm I like did. oh i want one of those so badly um but i i love and hate that pins are a thing oh yeah yeah we're we're well and truly into that now thank you pax um yeah it's their fault they start they're not I mean, maybe they didn't start it but they definitely popularized it and oh now... yeah especially for us as well like it's the first time we came into contact with with pins as a as a form of trading and some sort of like <laughs> meta game um but yeah, like I mean, let it die. It's it's interesting. I'm I actually probably going to boot up a little bit tonight after it because I'm I finished all the things that I've been playing this week, but which I'll get to shortly. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's hard to really grasp the longevity of how long I will be playing it for. Yeah, especially as a given the free to play nature of it. Like again, if it was a, a a full retail game, I I paid for, I probably would be sticking with it a lot longer. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's we should probably a... talk a bit more about the actual gameplay as well. Yeah, cause... okay. So that yeah, absolutely. So it's it's yeah, like you said before, it's very it's very Dark Souls esque in its combat. Yeah, um, you said uh, you can you can toggle a lock on an enemy, strafe around them. You've got three slots on your left and right hand. Yep. That's where it gets pseudo fifty one ish, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. That's it, that's interesting. Um. It confused me a couple of times. I've oh, yeah, got, me too. got myself mixed up a couple of times. Because there are some weapons... So I've, I've generally set it up, set my character up, or characters up, because you have multiple. Um, oh, yeah. So I've had, like, you know, right hand is, like, melee weapons, left hand is for, like, ranged. So Bloodborne. Yeah, pretty much. That's the, you know, hey, let's stick to what I know. Um and yeah, so but I got a I got a like a magnum from Uncle Death in one of his like delivery drops that oh, you get yeah. before a run. And normally with a ranged weapon, you just hit like you know L two, and then oh yeah, that's cool. You know that that fires the gun. You have to be facing the direction to for it to shoot, um, which no is a little. Fire. But yeah, yeah. So it's a little 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 sketchy sometimes. Um, but I mean. Uh, I had this magnum, and then I hit L2 to sort of, like, fire, but it went into, like, you know, iron sights, essentially. So, not iron sights quite, but, like, you know, into an aiming mode. And I was like, okay, but it was only for that particular weapon. Yeah. So, is there an... Because I also got the firework gun at one point, I think. Oh, that's right. I think the firework gun might as well. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember, like, yeah, again, I haven't played... Heaps with it, but I had the same problem you had with the with the Magnum. Yeah, I was really confused, and it kind of didn't didn't uh, like work well with some of the encounters I had. 
Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. But I, I, like as you said, that's that's totally pseudo fifty one. Oh yeah, and like I, when I did pull off some headshots, like it did decent, it did okay damage. Like it helped, yeah. but yeah, I, I guess that's the point of the game though. Like you've got to be, you've got to have the right tools equipped for the right stuff. Yeah, um, and it is like you know, if you were to describe this game as within a genre, it would be like a roguelike with Dark Souls combat, Dark Souls esque mm-hmm. combat, um, which should be like, should be a fucking no brainer for me. It should be like, yeah, okay, cool, I'm gonna play this till I die. Like, you know, this is this is the game of forever, but it still <laughs> has it by Suda Fifty One. Yeah, exactly. So that combination, that whole combination, should just. Real, I should be not doing this podcast and playing it right now, but like, it hasn't really hooked me. Like, there yeah. are a couple of little things where I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, but we'll see. I guess. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out and play a little bit more of it. Um, we'll see. See if you can find the dead version of me. Which it's worth noting when your character dies. Yes. It it leave like if you, you I think you can go back and retrieve it or if you have insurance you can get it back respawn yeah yeah but if you don't and you just because you get eight characters to choose from at the start and they've all got mm-hmm. their own different stats and names and you know things they're better at right but if you if that character dies they stay there yep. and they will come back as like as a an enemy called a hater yep which other <laughs> players can encounter in that area. And I found your hater, Joel. You did. You sent me a photo. I was at work and I got this picture message from Kyra and I went on my break and checked it. And I had this picture of, of me, quotes, um, that Kyra, in Kyra's game as a, as a hater. And I was like, that's, that's kind of cool. You killed me, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I run into someone else on my, like a random person on my friends list um, that I think I, like someone who added me when we were playing a game of Overwatch or something, something online. Might have been Destiny even. And, um, just some random guy, and I, I, I came around the corner. And I saw this orange, titled person. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like he's gonna be tough, and he was like level 18, and I was like, oh, oh shit, and just <laughs> wrecked me in two hits. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I saw the name, and I was like, I recognized it from my friends list. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. I see how that that, that goes. I see what's happening here. Um, so it's kind of like a weird sort of asynchronous multiplayer, but not multiplayer invasion type yeah it's gameplay again it's it's weird and interesting and again i kind of dig it but yeah i just feel a bit like the free to play stuff is going to hold me back yeah yeah i look i definitely think it's going to be an issue with the game um it doesn't seem like the it seems like the the in-game currency and the the microtransaction stuff isn't really directly linked to to uh like pay to win no, it's not. It doesn't seem like a so, pay to win. That's a good thing. I mean, yeah. it, it is just there. It's like, oh, you died, did you? Oh, okay. Well, you're pretty far along. We could, uh, you could just pay a few bucks and uh, jump back in if you want. Should we also um, talk about how that kind of works when they when they first do that reveal in the game as well? Like how how you were initially set up in that game changes within the first 10 minutes and you go oh now i understand now yeah I know how yeah this with, works. with the whole arcade thing yeah yeah right okay yeah that's that, that was interesting so uh, i i and that that splash screen that intro splash screen <laughs> of the of the again quotations game within the game it's yeah looked awesome and super like had that real retro flair to it even the way it was animated oh, i loved it 
Yeah. Um, on the what's the what's that? it's a the Death Drive one twenty eight something like that yeah yeah something like that that's the console that you're playing on which and, is and like I, some weird bug thing that you like use to activate it i don't know i don't know it's so weird but it's again so like weird. when i the more i think about it and the more i consider the fact that in the game the game that you were playing is an arcade game like it makes sense man yeah it does make sense it does it actually stupid kind of, clever suda 51 oh yeah it makes a whole lot of sense and, and if you've seen the the, the psx trailer for it where there's they have like the quote it's like it's probably the best game ever and it's like <laughs> like that in the trailer you're like huh, that's kind of funny it's like this character in the game is saying that and he's breaking the fourth wall and all that stuff but no that's actually in relation to the game within the game um oh. and uncle death says that and i'm like oh that's really cool i like that you know it's probably the best game ever um it's got so much personality i want to play more of it maybe i'll yeah. try and find you know like time for it but yeah, I just want because it seems like a lot, like the majority of the of the free to play stuff that'll hit it will be just paying to speed up um, weapon construction and stuff like that because weapons break all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, they weapon are, degradation is a serious <laughs> issue. But I mean, they do give you a whole bunch of stuff in there as well. Like, oh yeah, you you are constantly picking stuff up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and equipment as well, which is strange. Like the equipment is flimsy as fuck. Like it, you know. I picked up a jacket. I'm like, sweet, got myself a cool new jacket. It was like a yellow jacket and it had like knives around like the collar. It looked oh, wow. awesome. I was like, that's that's so cool. Like all the, the weapons and the gear look awesome. The design of it all is very, again, and we're going to say there's a whole lot during the, talking about this game, but it's very Suda 51. Yeah. It's like super ridiculous and over the top, but has that real sort of like, in terms of this game especially, it has that real sort of like punk, grungy, grimy kind of feel to it, um, which carries through like the music and the, I mean, if you see the, the trailer. Uh, Akira Yamaoka. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's good. It's good music. It's really good. It's some like some sweet dubstep stuff in there as well. Like it's, but it just, it works so well in terms of the, the context of the game. Um I'm interested to see if there's any more, if if there's like a an overarching story of sorts, because yeah. from that trailer it looks like. So I mean, this is not really spoilery because it's I, I don't know anything about the the story again. It's speculation. Yeah, it is speculation. But like in the that that PSX trailer, there's so when you go to the arcade, there's someone in the background playing on one of the arcade machines, um, and in that trailer there's a, there's a part where it looks like a cutscene with him. You know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the guy mm. to the to the right, to the right hand side. Yeah, yeah. And then there's someone else in there as well. I'm pretty sure that there's like another conversation that goes on. So I don't know whether it's just like you know passing comments or anything like that, um, or whether there's some sort of because it seems like there is an end because the setup is like the setup in the, in the game within the game is that there's this thing called the Tower of Barbs that's appeared in the center of Tokyo um, and been built upon over years and years and years of like you know war and fighting and all this sort of stuff. Um, and you've got to fight your way to the top of it, basically. So it it seems that they're alluding that there is an end game. Like there is a there is a not so much an end game, but there is a final level as such. And there's boss fights and things as well in there. So it's it's this weird amalgamation of like this free to play arcade game that you jump in and play for like an hour or two. Um and then something with potentially as a storyline in there. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, and again, like I said, I, I will hopefully find more time to play it. Yep, 
it's all, I also want to bring up while we're talking about it. I want to bring up Joel the mushrooms. Oh, the mushrooms, yes. I want to bring up oh the mushrooms and the frogs, both of those <laughs> things. So I picked up a mushroom when I first booted this game up, and mm-hmm. I need to heal. So I was like, oh, I will use the mushroom to heal. That makes sense. I didn't read the like the text on it, but it's, it it was like it described it as like yoga. I was like, yeah, uh, whatever. That's fine. So I ate the mushroom to heal, and my character sat down in a yoga pose. Yep. So and, that they could heal. And and I've I've used a few of them since. And it's they that you pull different positions, I'm pretty sure. My god, that's amazing. <laughs> there's there's different positions that your character will pull yourself into. And it's very funny. And it's like it's like five or ten seconds that you sit there in this yoga pose and just heal. Yeah, um, it's like a heal over time thing. Yeah. And, and if, if if you try to do it in combat, it will get you killed. Oh god, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were um, not immune whilst you were performing your delicate yoga. Very similar to another mushroom that I picked up, which happened to be poisonous, uh, which I ate, got the heals for, but in doing so, because it was poisonous, I had to vomit up the poison um, and get rid of it out of my system, which made me useless for about five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, and just like just hurling. Subsequently, it almost got me killed. I managed to dodge my way out of it. Um, that's the other cool thing as well. Uh, or I, actually, well, before I go into that, the frogs, I love the frogs. I love the sound they make because it's obviously a person recording the vo- the voice for it. <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious, um, which is something I, I heard about Final Fantasy fifteen about a cat. There's a cat in there that said that it's pretty much instead of getting like actual cat sound effects, they just oh. got someone to go. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Yeah, look, if you... Yeah, you're probably not far off. I know the cat you mean. The cat yeah. that you constantly feed fish to. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, heard, I recently heard about that from a couple of different sources. And I was like... And I saw it in action and I was like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but this frog, again, because I... Yeah, here we go again. It's Suda 51. Like, it makes so much sense for this, this fucking frog that... Is it wearing a crown? Am I imagining that or is it wearing... Am I just making that up in my head? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but yeah, it hops around and goes... And like, quite obviously, like it's it's a person making these sounds and it's, it's unashamed of the fact that it is as well, I think. <laughs> um, I loved that. I thought it was good. You can sneak up on them and catch them and then uh, you can cook them later. And get they they'll give you like buffs and and a health regen and whatnot as well, um, or you could just stand on them and eat them straight away. Yeah, yeah but you, I think you get less. Yeah, you do. If you stand so on them. It's like an immediate fix, but like you know, or you could try and eat them while they're alive, and then again, subsequent vomit vomiting happens. <laughs> um, done that a few times. Uh, it's got so much charm to it. It's got that that Suda Fifty One flair to it, and I, I really. You know what it's making me want? It's making me want another Suda 51, like, 15-hour single-player game. Well, yeah, that, that's that's the dream, isn't it? I never yeah. played... I think Killer is Dead was the most recent one that was widely released. I never tried it because I didn't hear good things about it, which no, made me so sad. I heard it was, I heard it was very uh, misogynistic. A little oh, really? bit sexist, I think. Some of the, 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 the female character portrayal in it is a little bit iffy um i think from what i've i've heard is one of the main complaint complaints about that game 
Um, I could be wrong. I could have been crossing my wires a little bit, but um, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard about that game, and that's why it didn't wasn't received quite so well. Um, and it was a little bit repetitive, and you know. Yeah, I heard the repetitive part of it as well. But mm. yeah, so I hope I think he. I think he said something recently about he wanted to make No More Heroes 3 within the next 10 years or something. Oh, we're going to get a time frame. It does some time. Like he wants to, to do two. it within 10 years. I never got to play 2. And I, I I, think I finished 1. I'm pretty sure I finished 1. But I finished like original, like OG on the Wii, No More Heroes. Yeah. I, I love that game. That game was repetitive in points and very, very tedious in points. But those boss fights were so much fun. Um, and don't forget to watch that cutscene on YouTube when you finish oh, the game. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. That's great. That final boss fight, fight is just hilarious as well. I was like, "What? wait, what? What's going on here? What? What's happening? Um, you know, interesting weird, stuff. Weird games. Weird games. And what I played of, like, um, Shadow of the, Shadow of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned. Oh, yeah. That was, a, Gar- that was an interesting game. Garcia F. Hotspur. Because the F stands for fucking. That game That's... was like the the trifecta of people who I want to work on games together. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a perfect storm for you, Karen. Um, but let it die. It's it's interesting and it's free, so it's not going to cost you anything to at least check it out. Um, so it's on the PSN now. Go and have a look. I dig it and I want to like it more, but I'll see how I go. Yeah, same. I I feel very much the same about that, Karen. Uh, but that's basically about it. Mostly just playing games that we've been waiting 10 years for and then a new Studio 51 game. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Joel? What have you been playing? Um. Well, I got my Platinum Trophy for Watch Dogs 2. This is uh, where you would cue the applause. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> but I tell you what, Karen, that game has no right to be as good as it is. <laughs> it is... It is oh, so good, Kyron. Like watchdogs. It's just like the setup of it, the fact that we were talking about this before, before we started recording. Like the fact that it's a sequel to Watchdogs, which I hated. And if you know me personally, you know that I don't actively hate much. I generally generally like most things. Um but I hated Watchdogs one. I never finished it. I played like the first chapter and I was like, I am outie. Outie five thousand of this game. To be fair, at least you could feel hate towards it. Like when I first played Watch Dogs, I couldn't even I couldn't even muster that. I I could feel nothing towards that game. Well, it's because I wanted it to be good. Like I wanted I like I liked the setup and the idea of it. But Aiden Pierce is just such an unlikable character. He was awful. Just uh, even if he terrible. did have his iconic hat. Oh, that hat, Jesus! Um, I'll have you know, Karen, you can get the Aiden Pierce outfit in Watch Dogs too. Of course, um, you can. Like. They ha- in every Assassin's Creed game now, you can get all of the Assassin's outfits, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, and and this game is by Ubisoft as well, which exactly. ha- doesn't have the the best track record in terms of games being. I feel like they're turning a corner, though, Kyron, and I feel like this is one of the 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 the, the, the pivotal moments for them. I would um, honestly argue they started turning the corner last year with Syndicate, but that's just yeah. Me. I will say I didn't play Syndicate, but from what I hear, yeah, similar thing. Like you know. It, it breathed a bit of uh, fresh air into that that franchise, um, and my man, Watch Dogs too. It's just it's so much fun. I the, I genuinely cared 
about all the characters in it. Maybe not on such a, a level as, say, uh, I don't know, Persona 4, but I I felt like, you know, I enjoyed spending time with the characters in that world. And Marcus is a, a genuinely likable protagonist. Um, the bad guy is just a dick. He's not like... He's got, like, plans, but it's mainly the company that he works for has plans. But um, the the guy you're basically trying to bring down is... He's just a dick. And his name is Dushon, I'm pretty sure, as well. And it's very... The way the characters like talk about it, like he, they they say it like very much like douche or douchon, like they they emphasize on the douche part of douchon, um, and yeah, like all the all the the missions, like if you look at it at a purely like mechanical level, are kind of the same, but it's just the setting that they put you in for those missions is really really fun. The world of San Francisco is so much fun to walk around. It, it's just great, Karen. I'm I'm blown away with how much fun i had with that game um so yeah kudos to to ubisoft on that one um i'm impressed i just would like it to sell more so it'll get another one look it'll it'll get another one anyway i think it will yeah i think it definitely done it a couple years down the track because especially because they're saying that you know putting the assassin's creed franchise away for a year we might do like a you know, uh, like Call of Duty with two different studios, but like with two different games, like we do an alternating year. We'll, we'll see. You... Like, I definitely see that happening, but I'm still in the the train of thought where I don't even consider Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs that different, really. Well, look, they're I guess they're not, and it's I... not. It's it's just the it's because of the Ubisoft game. Like the Ubisoft game is made up of, in a certain way, and they just sort of apply that to whatever's coming out next. Look. The way they handle it in in Watch Dogs Two is really really great though. Like it's it's not overwhelmingly checklisty. There's no towers. Thank God, towers, no towers. Towers have got to go. Maps unlock from the start. You don't have to worry about it. You can just like look around. Um, and and it's like you'll be just driving along the road and you'll go, oh cool, there's a research point over there that I need to level up. Oh, I'll just on my way to a mission. I'm like, ah, I'll stop over here and just hack into this place and grab that. Like, it, it didn't feel overwhelming that I was like, oh, God, i got to do all this stuff. It, it felt natural within the world for me to driving by on the way to a quest or on the way back to the hacker space, and I'm like, oh, there's something over there that I need to get. All right, cool, I'm going to grab that. Um, and, yeah, it's a relatively easy platinum if you're into that as well. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. That's that's all. I said enough about it last week. It's tops. Tops, tops, tops. Uh, I also... Uh, during PSX, they announced that Parappa the Rapper is getting remastered for the PS4, uh, along with Patapon and Loco Roco, uh, which are three games that I've heard good things about, and I want to play all three of them, so I'm excited for that. Uh, but there's a demo out for Parappa the Rapper. It's very short. It's literally about 10 minutes long, and it's one song that you do. Um, but it's fun, and it looks pretty. I never played the original, um, but it was something that I, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for rhythm games. Um, and it's, it's cool that the music's really catchy. I can still hear it in my head right now going like punch, kick, chop, um, over and over and over again. So I'd like to play more of it when it comes out. Um, but yeah, the demo's out now. It's like I said, I think it's like 250 meg or something. It's really small. It's pretty small. And it'll take you like 10 minutes to get through. So if you're just looking for something just as a palate cleanser while you're waiting for, like, you know, your partner to get out of the shower or while you're waiting for friends to come over, yeah, just chuck that in. You'll be fine. 
Um, I heard that the controller sort of vibrates like a metronome. Is that yes, true? it does. That's really it's, cool. It, it's like a feel the beat sort of thing. Um, that's kind of cool. It's it's cool. I it's Parappa the rapper. Like you know, he's an iconic character, whether you know him or not. I'm not super familiar with him, but I know who he is. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward he, to back in the day when Sony were trying to find a mascot. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. And yeah. then they just sort of gave up, and they they don't have a mascot really. They had well, sort of had Drake, but he's done now. So and they had Sackboy for a while there. Sackboy was oh, flying Sack the flag Boy for was... him, but yeah. Remember when, remember when Sony took Sackboy and put him in a kart racing game, even though they already had a kart racing game. Yeah, which that kart racing game, not the little big planet one. The yeah. Modern Nation Races was fucking. All, it was low way times aside. Low <laughs> times aside, um, <laughs> but it like it, the low times were horrible, but. Yeah, like that game was awesome and a great idea for a game. Like you know, a, a kart race a week, and and the track editor was really easy to use on a console. It was great. Anyway, but perhaps it's good free demo. Go and check that out as well. Uh, but Kyron, I have played the what some may consider as the I guess the indie darling of the year. I wouldn't personally. That goes to Hyperlight Drifter. There's um, so many indie darlings this year between this game and, yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, Firewatch. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, true. I need to play Firewatch. Witness. Like, yeah, there the witness. is heaps this year. Yeah. But, yes, go on. Um, I finally sat down and uh, jumped into Playdead's Inside. I mean, I'm interested to hear about this because I picked it up when it was part of the, was it the Cyber Monday sale or something? I think it was the Cyber Monday week. one, yeah. I picked it and up it- as well then. I have it there and I have it installed, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and play it. I'm probably going to do it this weekend, but I'm interested to hear what you think about it. Oh boy, Kyron. I don't know how I feel about this game. In a I, good or a bad way? I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I seriously... It doesn't I, help me. I don't know. I, I, I wish I could help you more with this, Kyron. Um, I, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it when you finish it. So I'm waiting for you to finish it so I can talk to you about it, but... Um, like I'll finish it this pa- weekend and we can talk about it next week. Awesome. Perfect. Look, not even part of the podcast. I just want to talk to you in general about it. Like I <sighs> look, it's, it's very familiar to, to, uh, like play style as limbo. They've had a couple of different things like, you know, being able to like pass in front of things and move them and use things as like shields almost, which is like actual, an actual mechanic that you need to use at certain points in the game. Um, it, it, it Play Dead are doing what they do very well by creating an, a consistent state of, like, unease. I felt unsettled by the entire game, like, throughout the entire game, um, especially in the third act. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry, it's all good. But you probably heard that anyway. Um, Kyron, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm so conflicted with this game. Like there were some points that the, the puzzles were good, but some of them felt like frustrating, and then they were obvious enough. But I, I didn't get that like you know with like Portal when you finally figure out that that the puzzle of of the room that you're currently in, you go, oh yes, awesome, and you you pat yourself on the back and you move on. You, you feel good about yourself. I was going to say, or like like what I was describing earlier with The Last Guardian, where you just have this sort of the, the light bulb moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's it, like there are those there, but like, I didn't feel good after it. Oh. And it wasn't to do with the setting of the game or the, the narrative, which 
Oh. I worry that the puzzles that you're solving are not like what what the solutions of the puzzles are aren't going to be good. It no, it's not even that. No, it's it's not even in terms of the narrative. It's just in terms of like puzzles mechanically. Okay. It's yeah. No, don't worry too much about that. Um, but do. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> mechanically, like they are. I don't know. It just it didn't grab me the way that I wanted it to. I think. It's probably the best way to, to put it. Um, I played m- most of Limbo and I liked it. Um, it was like, you know, at its core, a very basic puzzle platformer. But Did you did you most enjoy pulling the legs off that spider? Oh, oh that makes my skin crawl thinking about that. Um, but yeah, and there are moments in this too. Like, I, I mean, look, that's what players do really well. I mean, they've only made two games, but in both of these games that they've made, they, they make this constant state of just ugh. um put that in the box a constant state of ugh. Um, john mcdonald yeah <laughs> dialogue options podcast uh and and visually it looks great i like the art style of it all it's got a kind of kind of got this weird sort of like voxel art almost uh design to it lots of very like straight lines and sharp edges and things like that um the splash of color on the little boy, he has a red shirt uh, and everything else is like, you know, like a gray, bluey tone to it. Um, bar a couple of lights and things like that in the, in the world. It's, it Visually, it looks stunning. Um, it's great and it runs really smoothly. But I just, I don't know, Kyron. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, and yeah, I look... Whereas from what I what I feel about Limbo in terms of the fact that of the narrative, it's a pretty relatively clear cut. Like you know what you're doing. You know what by the end of the game, you know what you're doing. I I don't <laughs> even sad. have que- I you don't sound even like have, struggling. I don't even have questions, Kyron. I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's that's my review for for Inside. Is, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like three out of five. I don't know. That's 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 my review. I, I'm so excited and worried to play this game this weekend. Yeah. Look, <sighs> and it's not a good. I don't know either. That's the thing. It's not like a. Oh my god. I, I just I don't know. It's like a. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna ask you to choose. Would you say the game is good or bad? Only those two options. Uh, I think it's. I think it's good. I'm going to okay. go with good. It is. It is a good game. I wouldn't go <laughs> if we're going on a like a bigger scale. I wouldn't go any further than good. <laughs> like it is good at the very best. A lot of people want this like uh, push. Like think it could be. It's one of the best games this year, Joel. Mm, nah. Karen, I, I in terms of uh, indie I'm games, so interested. in terms of indie games, I played Hyperlight Drifter, and that game is fucking incredible. This is not Hyperlight Drifter in terms of mechanics, obviously, but like in terms of how I feel about both of those games, Hyperlight Drifter I'm, is infinitely I'm better. So excited to play this game. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to hear what you think about it. I really am. <laughs> I really am because I don't know anyone else within our like close friendship group that has played it. So, stay tuned for part two of this discussion next week. I guess. Yeah, I think so. We'll we'll pick this up next week again. Oh boy, Kyron, 
Oh, but that's that's it for me this week. I, I haven't really played much else. Um, I mean, I've I've neglected everything playing wise to be playing Watch Dogs Two. That's all I've been playing in my game playing time is Watch Dogs Two. I haven't even touched Pokemon this week. I'm, I'm terrible. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So, uh, should we uh, dive into some uh, news, Connor? I suppose we should. That seems like the next logical step. Yeah, seems like a good good progression. Um, so if you are, you know, any idea about the gaming world and in the industry, you would know that PSX, the PlayStation experience happened over the weekend and some cool stuff came out of it. Some pretty cool stuff. Some stuff that made me a believer in something that I didn't think I wanted. I'm still worried, but yes. Mm, Yeah. Should we kick off with that? I mean, we may as well. It's, it's probably like out of all the stuff that came out of PSX. It's a it's the one that I keep thinking about going. I mean, I want it, but I don't. Yeah, but I'm gonna play it, but right. I'm scared. Right. Um. So we're talking about The Last of Us Part Two. Now, I, I should probably bring up that I, I will probably be talking about the ending of The Last of Us. Yeah, I think so we if will you as well. Yeah, you played it, then probably skip maybe ahead a little bit. I don't know when to. Maybe yeah, just this could go check on. Where we're at. <laughs> um, yeah, just check in and like hopefully yeah. But I look, uh, yeah. Spoiler warning starts now for the Last of Us. Um, I have, was a firm believer and a firm advocate of not this game not needing a sequel. And if it did get a sequel, not involving Joel and Ellie. Well, what was, happened, Joel? What have they done? Joel and Ellie are involved. Uh-huh, and it's specifically called The Last of Us Part, Part two. 2. It's a companion story to the first one. Now, all things aside, so we saw a trailer from a very early development, which, I mean, for a very early development, it looks fucking stunning. But Well, I was watching the panel, and it, like they say very early development, but they were apparently sitting on this for like a year and a half. Yeah, now that's interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, that the panel was really good. The panel made me even a bit more of a believer in this. Um, but I'll get that in a second. But this trailer, that's how they closed out the show uh, for the, the PlayStation Experience Showcase, is what they called it. Um, Sean Layden standing up there in his Wipeout T-shirt. Winking his hands. Yeah, I'm yeah, hands. yeah. they ringing them together. Um, looking generally awkward and, and uh, uncomfortable, but not. Um, and did the whole, the classic, oh, but just one more thing. And lights went down and we opened on a, a forest. Uh, which looked kind of familiar, and it's like, all right, but I don't, um, I don't know, surely not. And most people, I I think most people had assumed Days Gone. Yeah, well, that's it. I think yeah, a lot of people did assume Days Gone because it did have that same sort of um, visual aesthetic to it. Uh, and then we saw like a like a car with overgrown moss over it, and I was like, all right, cool. And so we're streets, uh, street landscape, and then the uh, the penny drop moment, which was. Uh, a street, like a bit, a bit further up said street, uh, and it was a stop sign with a Fireflies logo on it. Um, which basically at that point I was, it. I was yelling at my TV. I think. Yeah, and Just what happens after belief? Exactly right. Um, but after that, all that appeared was the Naughty Dog logo, and I think a lot of people thought that was going to be it, which would have been, you know, relatively good. Like you know, just a nice little stinger at the end. Like, but Naughty Dog said, "Fuck you." Yeah, we're going to. Here's more. We are when we cut to a, a shaking hand, uh, shaking from who knows what, and then forming a fist, and then 
stretching out again and being calm and at peace uh, in front of a guitar. And then we see this person start playing the guitar. Uh, and then we hear someone start singing. We see like a side of their face and it's Ali. Well, what we gather would be Ali. You, you can sort of assume, I guess, at that point, uh, singing a song about walking through the the valley of the shadow of death and all that sort of stuff. Not Gangster's Paradise, as I have seen <laughs> discussed online. It is not Gangster's Paradise. As much as that would be cool, um, be different. <laughs> be, yeah, yeah, interesting choice. Uh, and yeah, talking about like you know, uh, I can't be right because I'm wrong, and all this sort of stuff. The important thing to note is she is also surrounded by dead people. Oh yeah, so many corpses, so many corpses. Um, and then through these corpses, we see a shadowy figure walking with a gun. Uh, like a, a grisly-looking old man for, you know, uh, maybe a Wolverine kind of looking guy, um, walking through, and then eventually we hear, you okay, kiddo? And it's like, all right, that's Joel. Uh, and then the trailer ends. He says, like, you know, are you really going to go through with this? And the trailer ends with Ellie going, I'm going to find and kill every last one of them. And then logo, splash screen logo of The Last of Us Part 2. Um, that is my, my, my audio breakdown of the trailer. I just, I don't know. I, because Kyron, all things aside, that was a fucking excellent trailer. Look, it was a very good trailer. It was a fucking excellent trailer. Like, like, even if I hated The Last of Us or desperately wanted a sequel, but not with Joel and Ellie, that was still a really good trailer. Yep. Absolutely. I like, I'm getting, I'm like, it's, it's giving me chills just thinking about it. Like, it's so good. And, um. Ashley, what's her name? Ashley Johnson? Yeah, yeah. It's Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie, her performance is just bang on. Like, absolutely fantastic. Um, Just singing this song. Which uh, I've seen a lot of people discussing online. You know, spoilers here again for Last of Us, the original. Looks like Joel took her up, uh, you know, kept his promise and taught her how to play guitar. Um, Yeah, it seems like it. Especially if you watched that, the... um... That live one they did. Yeah, yeah. I see, they, I, they had, I, yeah. They had, they had a little scene with the guitar there, which, again, you you saw a panel, so it came up in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's being referred to as non canonical, and then Neil Druckmann was kind of like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Throwing Troy Baker under the bus. <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not, yeah. Troy Baker trying to do the right thing and just be like, not be very vague about it. And he's just like, well. Troy's okay. like, well. Side note, about that panel, did Neil Druckmann have glitter in his beard? I don't know, man. Because it looked very you glittery. You've got to take care of your beard, man, okay? It was very glittery. You've got to take was, care of it. It had a very big glitter factor to it. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's it's happening. There's no date. I doubt we'll see it before the end of 2018 at the very earliest. I'd say, I I'd think- say that seems fair. Yeah, that'll be their holiday game, and it'll get delayed to March. Um, <laughs> no, well, yeah, hey, they said they've learned their lesson from Uncharted Four, so we'll see. No, it's no, it's gonna get delayed. Um, it'll actually <laughs> get, get a date delayed. first. Do you think? Okay, if it's gonna get delayed, I'm gonna go off topic here a little bit. Not off topic, but if it's gonna get delayed, if we don't see this game until 2019, do you think it'll be a new hardware launch for PS for PlayStation, like a, a new hardware launch title? 
Because that would be a system seller. It's really hard to say. We don't know where this generation's going at the moment. Because I know that that wasn't gameplay that we saw, obviously, and it was a, a, it was a trailer, but that was looking very good. Like, okay, well, you've seen good. what what Naughty Dog squeezed out of the PS4. That's very true. Uncharted Four and. Presumably, that was in development earlier than yeah. The Last of Us Part Two. So, and also too, but what they squeezed out of the PlayStation Three with The Last of Us. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, at this yeah. point, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like, who knows? But look, it's it's made me a believer in this. I, I like the part there was. So there was a panel as well. There's like a 45 minute panel. It's all up on YouTube. Um, with uh, Neil Druckmann, Ashley Johnson, and Troy Baker. Um, which you know, I play Ali and Joel respectively. Um, and the panel made me a, a real believer because the the part where Neil Druckmann was saying about just look, nobody loves these characters. Nobody has more of an emotional attachment to these characters than we do. Uh, so just just trust us. And that was the point where I went, you know what? You're right. It would be impossible for someone just thinking about the emotional attachment that I had to those characters as a player of the game, being someone who created or worked on or was in any way, shape or form part of that experience and that process. I cannot, cannot imagine the attachment that they have to that, that, that universe and those two characters. So that alone was like, all right, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on board now. I'm more on board than I was, you know, a week ago, so to speak. Uh, it's yeah we we don't know a whole lot more about it we know that ali's playable ali will be the playable character in this one which has obviously led the internet to 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 go about figuring it out like figuring out the story of this game and they think they're onto something and i hope they are i hope they are right i hope in a way they're right but it also seems like it might be too obvious right we may as well well say it yeah so there's a lot of talk going around about whether or not Joel is actually real in terms of like where Ali's at in this game. Obviously, he was real in the first game. Yeah, um, they have said this game is like the first game was about love, and this one is about hatred. So, Mm. yeah. Uh, So, and the fact that that uh, Ali's saying, you know, I'm going to find and kill every last one of them. It could have. Referring to a Fireflies, presumably. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Well, well, not clearly, but like, surely that would be who she's referring to. You would um, think so, because I, at least for me, I would assume this is, as a part two, would be referring to what Joel did to the Fireflies in the first Last of Us. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I heard a really, an interesting point that, you know, the Fireflies would probably be rightly pissed off because obviously, you know, they, they would be pissed off in terms of like a, you know, a, you know, motivation for the plot and whatnot as a plot device but uh if you think about it in terms of this is like the you know post-apocalypse uh weird like plant-based zombie infection thing um that he killed a lot of people and a lot of people that were doctors and scientists and people and, who were, and their leader <laughs> and their leader uh who were quite valuable in a world that those kinds of people might not be so plentiful anymore. Plus he's strolled out with the cure. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then lied to her face. And 
But she, oh. she, she knew. She, oh, we, we could talk about The Last of Us oh, another time. Oh, God, it's that a game really is good so good. Um, <laughs> play it. It's so good. If you haven't played it, just fucking play it. Get it's the PS4 so version. It's incredible. It's so good. I'm, I'm almost probably going to go pick up a copy in the next week and just play it again because I just, oh, my God, so good. Um, but, yeah, like, so people are, are piecing together the fact that maybe Joel is dead and that Joel will die at some point during this game, probably very similar in a similar fashion to the way that The the Last of Us opens up, that the first game opens, uh, maybe with a sequence similar to that. Um, I heard someone discussing, like, maybe they're on the farm that they're living on, because it's supposed to be set, I think, a few few years later, because Ellie is 19 now. I think she was 15, 16 in the first game. I do not remember her exact age. By the end of the game, I think, anyway. Because it takes place over a, about a year or so, doesn't it? Yeah, like in you go through the seasons. seasons, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the fact that, you know, living their life out on this farm and then the fireflies finally catch up to them and then you're trying to defend yourself and in the process, Joel gets killed and then that's it. And uh, maybe the fact that, Ali seems a little bit shaken by something, like like physically shaken as well. Like if you look at the trailer when she's like her hands are shaking at the start and then she steadies herself before she starts playing the guitar. And, you know, all the dead people. And all the dead people as well. Uh, so the fact that, yeah, maybe... And we don't really see Joel either. Like you don't... You just know it's him. Just from you his know, voice. You, you know it's him from his voice. Exactly. As soon as you opened his mouth, you're like, hey, Joe Baker's here. Um, but it's... You don't see... like They don't go, here is a facial shot of Joel. Exactly. It's over shoulder. You are focusing on... Like, it's cool they focus on Ellie because she's the you know, focal point of the trailer. Exactly. And, and I, it game. just seems so strange to just not show his face. I don't know. Yeah. And I've, I, I've watched the trailer quite a few times since, and I've been trying to look for signs of the fact it's like, does he leave footprints? Is that really, is that, it, would that be a clue? Like, would he normally leave footprints? He doesn't, by the way, when he's walking through things, he doesn't leave any footprints. So, um, ghost, ghost walking. Ghost Joel confirmed. Yeah. Ghost Joel confirmed. Um, I so I don't know. Like I, I think I'm reading into it a little bit too much, but I don't. I I, I definitely see that as a possibility as where this is going to go. Um, That's a, it. Also, so also just seems so obvious as well. Yeah. In a way, I don't know. Like it's Naughty Dog, have, so I'm interested. They'd have to handle it in a way. Like again, I heard another comparison. I think it was on the kind of funny games cast. I was talking about it, or in PSO, I love you, XO. So, um, they were saying about how that if they used it the same way they used, again, spoiler alert for, for Arkham Arkham Knight, it happens fairly early on, but uh, <laughs> if they used it in a way like the Joker-Batman thing, um, it would feel a little bit shittier um, than if it was like at certain points. If this was There were a couple of points where he checked in with her, so to speak. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Kyron. But it's a thing that's happening. It's, it's definitely the uh, the biggest question coming out of PSX, in my mind at least. Yeah, and that's impressive considering we saw an alternate cut of a fucking Death Stranding trailer. Uh, anyway, um, while we're on the Naughty Dog bandwagon, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, Last of Us Part 2? Is there anything else that we really 
I'm st- I still want it, but I'm scared, but I'm going to play it, but I'm worried. Oh, Basically I, that. You know, <laughs> I'm absolutely going to play it because anything Naughty Dog published, Crash Bandicoot remastered aside, I don't really care about that. But um, anything they publish, like any of their new IPs and, and existing franchises that appeared from the PS3 onwards, um, I, I'm going to buy. I, I'm, I'm well and truly in their, uh, they're, they're in my veins now. So, um, which leads us to our next point. The, uh, the last of us part two closed the show and the show opened with a very mysterious trailer. It was very interesting. I, 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 I was watching it in bed at 5am in the morning and I was like, okay, cause I was back in Bendigo and I was like, I've only got my phone. I'll just watch it on my phone. And I'm like, all right, okay. This trailer opens up. And at first I'm like, oh, this looks like Uncharted. Like, this looks like an Uncharted game. But then I started to second guess myself. I'm like, but is it though? I don't... It this... take it goes so long without yeah. showing you a character's face and it's always behind them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, like, again, as you said, like, it, it immediately grabbed me as an Uncharted game, but the stuff happening happening in it wasn't very Uncharted-like. No, exactly. And, like, the, the setup for it was... And it was a long trailer. It's, like, I think eight and a half minutes it's, long. It's, it's long. <laughs> um... It's good though. I w- it's not one that I would watch more than once. I don't think I'd watch it every now and then. Maybe. Um, the, I if I if you were if I had would if I did a recut of from the rooftop onwards, that's a good trailer to watch. I would say. I actually think there is one of those because they showed oh, that good. during the Uncharted panel. Um, and yeah, so there's there you see this hooded woman walking through these city street, uh, streets and sneaking in somewhere. Eventually, you find out that it is. Uh, well, you see Nadine first, Nadine, the uh, one of the antagonists from Uncharted Four, and so you're like, "All right, okay," and then this this woman whips off her her uh, veil, I guess. I don't know what would you call it. Oh, I don't know, man, but like she speaks first, so that's what she gave. That's what gave her away. Yeah, she speaks first, and then immediately reveals herself, and it's Chloe from Uncharted Three, Two, Two, Two. Yes. Oh god, terrible fan. Get your uncharted right. Jeez. Jesus. She was in she was introducing two when, when I was just like, Where's where's Elena? Where's, where's Elena? Now we got mm. Chloe? Okay, we got Chloe. We got Chloe. Oh hey, there's Flynn. I like Chloe. I didn't I I've got nothing terribly wrong. I I don't hold anything I think I mostly dislike a no, yeah, it was in two. Later in two where you're trying to help the Elena's camera guy. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I, and I get why she's being the cold person that she is because it's like, oh, you know, he's slowing us down. But I was like, Chloe, you're kind of a bitch right now. Yeah, yeah. Don't need to chew trying to save this guy's life. Oh, he's dead anyway. Great, cool. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Let's move on. All um, right, cool, great. Um, but yeah, I look. I so the, it got revealed as Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Yeah, and apparently, like lengthwise, it's going to be. Was it longer? Then longer than uh, what was it? Last of Us. Um, it's not left behind. Left behind. It is left behind. Um, so longer than Left Behind, but but shorter than Uncharted. The shorter than Uncharted. So it is know. also much like Left Behind. It's a standalone game as well, so you do not need to own Uncharted Four to play it. Yeah, and it it, it it's there's nothing to do with Uncharted Four related in the title. It is called Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. But it's got Nadine in it, and apparently it's set after Uncharted 4. Yeah, so, you know... Uh, I mean, or, we knew Nadine got away. Yeah, exactly, and it's like how they those two meet. Uh, it's set in India, 
which is a great location for it, but they haven't been to yet. Um, uh, I'm going to play it. I'll play the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play it. Like, heck yeah, I'll play it. Uh, mate, I see previous comment about Naughty Dog. Um, but, yeah, it looks great. The trailer was awesome. I, I got pretty excited for that. Um, it was a great way to reveal. It was a great way to reveal something that we knew was going to appear at PSX because we knew it was, it was happening. And the way they did it as well, given that the internet had basically accepted that it's like, okay, cool, it's going to be a Sam and Sully expansion. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, no it, one, I think, really picked Chloe and Nadine. Yeah, what a team up though! Like that's such really a cool, great team up. Two kick-ass female leads in it as well. Like that's yeah. a big thumbs up as well. Great stuff. Um, and like you know, a fan favorite character and like you know the antagonist from the current game. Why like, not? And, like, the one that everyone, when they were playing Uncharted 4, was saying, oh, well, where's Chloe? She's going to be in it soon, right? Where's yeah. Chloe? Yeah. She never made it in. But, hey, she's. I would say this is even better than her being in Uncharted 4 because she gets some spotlight. Yeah, she gets her own She gets her own game, essentially. Like, so, yeah. And the way they were talking about it, they, they barely mentioned the word DLC. Yeah. It was, it was never really mentioned. It was like, this is a new Uncharted experience. This is a new Uncharted game, essentially. Like uh, there were times where they referred to it as a new Uncharted game. Um, so I mean, take that as you will. I reckon it's going to be about three or four hours long. Well, That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, I think Left Behind is about two to three hours in length. Yeah, I, I think I've heard it's like an hour and a half because I actually haven't played that. Um, you really should. It's it's re- like there's only a couple of parts that suck, and it's honestly those parts that aren't in a flashback. Yeah, I I want to play it, but like I know most of what happens. I know the big thing. I mean, the big thing was clear once they announced who, like, what that was going to involve, because I'm pretty sure it was already a comic, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. But, like, um, still, like, engaging in some of the stuff in that, in that expansion was, was really nice. Like, for, there's a, you, you have a water pistol fight with, with Riley, and it's, play the, play, play the damn DLC, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the remaster. Yeah, I'm going to pick up the remaster because I, I do, I need to play that game again. I'm well, I, I'm well overdue to play that game again because it is just a fucking sensational game. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Lost Legacy. I'll play it. Uh, no word of when it's coming out. I don't think they didn't say any no, sort of time no. frame. Even they just said it's coming. Again, they find a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> it's ready uh, when it's ready. I would assume maybe. Like first it'll, or second be, quarter next year. It'll be next year. Yeah. Oh sure. god. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, which dashed my hopes of like you know them going, like shadow dropping that shit. Because um, I honestly thought that was going to happen. Like they were going to be like Uncharted Four DLC. It's available like Christmas weekend. Go nuts. Merry Christmas. Wish. Um, well, I, you know, they've been, it's been in development for long enough. I thought that could have it was it was a possibility in my mind, but now it doesn't seem like that at all. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, oh, let's get let's get weirder again as well. Uh, let's go talk about Death Stranding, Karen. Yeah, thankfully this one's not as as meaty as trying to figure out the actual trailer. No, this no, one's no. more just just giving us some more information about how the hell this game's even existing. Right Although, now. have you watched the the alternate version of the trailer that appeared during the, the um, one, Yeah, the I, I, watched, I watched the panel, yeah. So the one with the yeah. amazing song. Yeah, yeah. Which I've now, I've now followed that artist on Spotify. Yeah, I think I need to as well, because after I'll Keep Coming, that was that was a great song as well. Yeah. Um, this and this one, one is awesome as well. 
so good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the music in the original trailer that got the the Game Awards trailer was awesome as well. It was that really kind of like like cyberpunky sort of synthy. I think uh, I prefer the trailer with this version. But yeah, this I just definitely added to it as well. And Kojima came out and said that, you know, oh, the lyrics to the song might be a bit of a correlation again. Well, because you've, have you seen the, like, when you watch the two trailers at the same time? I have. And now I've heard that it only works with one of them though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do. Like, so it's <sighs> basically like when the baby disappears from Norman Reedus in that first trailer is when it appears in with Guillermo del Toro in the second trailer. Yeah. Oh, what is this game? Anyway. I don't know, man, but <laughs> what even? I am all in on Kojima's wacky ride. Yeah, and it seems like Guerrilla Games are as well. Yeah, well, because they, when they started the panel at PSX, they did mention they were going to have some special guests, and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be like Norman Reedus or yeah. one of one of what, Kojima's or BFFs. Guillermo del Toro or fucking yeah. Mads Mikkelsen hanging out. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I honestly thought they were just going to be like, eh, it's Mads Mikkelsen, here he is. And it turns out it was it's Mark Cerny who was of course Kojima's road trip buddy. Side and... note, side note, can listen to that man. That man is like nerdy ASMR. That he's just got such a pleasing voice, pleasant <laughs> voice then... to listen to. Oh crap! What's his name from Guerrilla Games? Uh, Herman. Yes, someone. I can't remember yes. his last name, but Herman. Yeah, be, yeah. he looks so... like a villain from a Die Hard movie. He, he does actually. He look. That's what I feel like he looks like. And when he talks as well, he, I, I don't. I feel like I don't trust him. I don't know why. <laughs> like I mean, he makes great games, but I'm just like, oh, what's your what's your prerogative, man? What's your deal? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So so they came out on stage, and yeah, they basically announced that Death Stranding is being built in the engine that's running uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And has basically, in one way or another, been powering a lot of Guerrilla Games' previous releases as well. Yeah. And you know what? Regardless of what I think of Horizon Zero Dawn having played, I feel like, a really bland part of it, Mm -hmm. I can't deny that engine is obviously good. Oh, the game looks looks The game looks visually stunning, yeah. And what we saw of it running on on a 4K TV on the Pro looked mind-blowingly good. Like... Um, and so yeah. the, other, the other interesting thing is the way it's happening. It's sort of like a give and take deal. Like Kojima gets to do some stuff to the engine and then like maybe he passes it back to Gorilla and then they implement it and it gets made better. Well, cause the story goes from the panel that I was talking about, like when he, they, uh, Mark Cerny and, uh, and Kojima arrived at Gorilla Games, they handed him a box with the code, like with which the is, engine on it. Which, oh my God, that's so amazing. They're just like, yep, there you go. And they were like, what? And they're like, yeah, this, that's our engine. Go nuts. Do you want to play they with got, it? They, they go on to Jupiter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking, um, yeah, so they got this this crazy USB. They had a picture of it on the screen and everything, like this, of this USB with, with the engine on it. They're like, yeah, we're, like, we're excited. If you guys want to work with us, we, we are m- more than willing to, to help out and, and, and jump on board. But we just want to be up front with you. Here it is. Go nuts. It's so cool. Ah, so cool. So cool. Uh, but yeah, um, it was a lot of tech talk on that panel. Yeah, it was actually it was really interesting to watch. It was. Now the engine's called the Decima engine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Decima. Yeah, yeah. the Decima engine. Um, which I mean, they really hadn't talked about 
Guerrilla Games, hadn't they? Just like, yeah, it's these games. And I think this is the first time they've really came out and given it a name. Yeah, which is cool. And they went into some explanation about where the name came from as well at length. And I, I, I must admit, I tuned out a little bit then. Um, but yeah, it's it's good news. I mean, like What's you said, especially weird is Kojima... Kojima Productions will have, like, a small team set up inside Guerrilla Games. Yeah, that's right. Because, obviously, with, with Kojima Productions being located in Japan, it would have been tricky to sort of work together closely. So, yeah, they're spinning up a small team inside yeah. Guerrilla Games. In that's amazing. Copenhagen, are they from? So you keep, you keep keeps I'm bringing throwing... this on me. Like I'm the Guerrilla Games trivia master. I'm throwing master. stuff out there. Like there's somewhere, somewhere European anyway. They're in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. There we go. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it's just I keep thinking about Herman and how he <laughs> he feels like a villain and his accent. I don't know. He's a sketchy man. Um, I'm sure wow. he's very lovely. I'm sure he's very lovely. He he is lovely. Like just was seeing him talk. He was. Yeah. He seemed very lovely. He was very jolly. Um, very fun. Yeah, but I like. It makes sense for Guerrilla Games. I mean, Guerrilla Games are obviously partnered fairly heavily with uh, with Sony, so I guess that kind of makes sense to have like you know Sony uh, Sony Computer Ent- no what are they now Sony Interactive Entertainment Interactive Entertainment yeah, yeah so, so, uh, so their their you know their name is all over those Death Stranding Stranding trailers. Um, so to have a company that works heavily with Sony makes sense as well. I was, I was, I mean, I was pretty confident it was either going to be Naughty Dog or Gorilla, just because both of those companies love beautiful tech-driven, like power, power horse, like games oh, that Kojima Karen, loves to make. Karen, I think my head would have exploded if Naughty Dog were working on Death Stranding. <laughs> I honestly think I would. have I think just Neil Druckmann's head would have exploded. <laughs> yeah, I just, I would have combusted. I would, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even deal with that possibility. Um, but I'm like, really, games, good stuff. Because, yeah, like you said, Horizon Zero Dawn looks, visually looks good. We'll see I can't, what the I can't game... fault how it looks. It looks incredible. Yeah, looks stunning. The world they created looks really great, and the engine looks like it's running pretty damn nicely. So it's good to see that it's going to be powering uh, Death Stranding. But uh, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that happened at PSX. Um, like, a lot of trailers for some cool stuff. There was some just... I, I'm not going to go into detail about anything. Like, uh, there was a game called uh, uh, Next Machina by uh, Housemark, the guys who make Resogun and Super Stardust Ultra and the other one that they made. They did Dead Nation, didn't they? And Yes, they did Dead Nation. Uh, and Alienation as well. Um which, uh, you know, I played a bit of Dead Nation. We played a bit of Dead Nation Cult. It's great. Uh, they make really good top-down. They are great at making top-down shooters, like twin-stick shooters. They tops. Um, and this looks like this 80s arcade, like, inspired, like, neon-drenched bullet hell top-down twin-stick shooter. And I was on board. The trailer looks really good. It's called Nex Machina, N-E-X Machina. Um, what were the other ones I was going to talk about? Oh, Neo got a new trailer. That looks awesome. The game that we're both never going to finish. Uh, yeah, but a lot of cool stuff came out of there as well. Um, heck, if we're talking about it, I'm going to bring up a thing that it makes that has 
it makes me nervous. That Persona Five trailer. I haven't watched it, Karen. I've been very oh, good. Some of those English voices I am not sold on. Really? Oh, Karen, I purposely haven't watched it. I'm like, do I? Don't I? And I'll see on the couch oh. and I scroll past it and my I, I was like, mm. and I was like, do I watch it? And my wife goes, don't watch it. Don't watch it. And like, keep it. There's no spoilers really in there. But, okay, um, maybe I'll yeah, watch so it. Then. At least not from like what I watched of it. I was kind of like, oh, a lot of the stuff I'd either already figured out or, you know, it was so heavily implied it was going to happen anyway. Uh, but yeah, just, I mean, for the most part, they still sound okay, but there's just, there were couple of bits of dialogue that made me kind of go well it's a good thing it's got dual audio that's for sure well a lot of people have said that about final fantasy 15 that that's one of the big turnoffs of that game is that the voice acting is not great but see i've really enjoyed the english voice acting in 15 okay no it's interesting to hear um but yeah okay well that's well that's starting to spanner in my i don't want to bring everyone down maybe i'm just being picky or maybe i'm just i'm just still not I haven't well, like, current. Let's gotten face used it. to these new like a lot of this is like new voice acting for Persona games, so Yeah, current let's face it. We're we're stupidly overhyped for that game anyway, as it is. Um <laughs> so fucking like any, like we're we're picking things apart with a fine tooth comb any time that we look at something. So um you especially. Uh Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite got announced as well. It was a kind of cool trailer. Nothing really to come from that. Um, it, although it's going to be using the Power Stones from the, uh, right. the Infinity Gauntlet. Kind of cool. So they're tying yeah. it into the cinematic well, universe. We're, we're opening up that can of worms. So it's swapping from 3v3 to 2v2 with Power Stones sort of in like taking on the role of that third slot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's Which cool. some people are okay with and some people aren't excited about i think it's cool that they're sort of mixing it up a bit and, and they're, like they're tying it into the the marvel cinematic universe as well obviously that would have been in the st- uh, the, the the um the specifications from marvel i would say <laughs> well probably that's why you can also kiss goodbye to x-men oh yeah see you Bye-bye, later Wolverine. you're yep. like my favorite character but you're gone now. yeah goodbye deadpool you're out <laughs> you can thank fox for and marvel for that yeah anyway <laughs> not a movie podcast. Not a movie podcast. Let's not get into that whole thing. I could go on about that forever. Uh, Wipeout Omega Collection. Oh, by the way, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is out for PS4 now as well. And they is it, shadow I, dropped that. It's not up on our store. It's not, is it? Okay. I well, don't they, think I could find it. Well, they, We're Australia, so we suck. Yeah, well, if you live anywhere but we're in Australia then and you want to play Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on your PS4, go nuts. You, you can get it. We can't, apparently. That sucks. I don't know. Like, Because I, I was like, maybe I'll buy it again. I've bought the game twice already. I could buy it a third time. It's a good game. I wouldn't mind but dipping and, back into it. And Ultimate has Phoenix Wright in it. Like, 10 it out of 10 games a year. Oh, and it, but ha- it ha- does have Deadpool with his Ultimate move where he grabs the health bar and beats the other person to death with it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. And he also has a... When you start a match with uh, with Magneto on the other team, he goes, Hey, Ma- uh, Magneto, welcome to die. It cracks me up every time. Um, Wipeout Omega Collection, so it's uh, going to have uh, Wipeout HD, 2048, and Ultra? I think those are the games. I'm throwing out buzzwords, Karen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Fury. Fury! Ah, uh, I knew you knew. You just leave me up. <laughs> fucking... This left you hanging. I shot myself in the foot. Um, yeah, Wipeout Fury. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, because uh, HD also, and Fury of a PS3 ones and 2048 is a Vita one. Right, of course. 
Uh, so all, th- all three of those are coming in one neat little bundle for the PS4 next year and running, looking pretty damn smooth. Um, uh, Crash Bandicoot, the insane trilogy. We saw that in action. It looks great. I just don't care about Crash Bandicoot. I'm sorry to anyone who does. I just don't give a fuck. I, I just, anyway. You know, you know what? I don't, I never really, yeah. I never really got on the Crash train. Could you know why? Because we were too busy playing Super Mario Brothers, well, which we was did much have better. Mario, and I don't so, want to. I don't want to. Let's not go there. Oh, but, I'm starting I mean, it. I'm starting <laughs> it. Come at me, Internet! I'll fucking fight you. I mean, um, Mario sixty four is the three D platformer of forever. Yeah, 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 especially at that point in time. Let's, we and even, know that though. And then even Super Mario Galaxy. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, but um, Crash wasn't really relevant at that point. Yeah, exactly. He was non-existent. He, he'd already gone to Activision from Naughty Dog, and, well, we all know how that story went. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a Skylander now. He's a Skylander, Kyron. Skylander. Anyway, yeah, there's other things like Pyre and Resident Evil 7, Ace Combat 7. Cool stuff. It was a pretty good show. Wasn't amazing, but it was good. I Look, I mean, it made a believer of me out of, uh, in me out of uh, Last of Us Part 2. So, we'll see what happens, Karin. Alrighty, what have we got next? Should we move on? Yeah, it's probably about all we want to cover from PSX. Like, like I said, it was a good show. But yep, solid. I, where was my 7 remake, Square? Where was it? Mm-hmm. 15's done. Where, where, where was 7? Yeah, but they've got the new Kingdom Hearts 2.8. To uh, who on, cares? So who cares about Kingdom Hearts 2.8? No, they've got to focus on no, that. No, who cares about 2.8? No, no, they've got to focus on that, mate. And who cares they're... about Kingdom Hearts 3? Just give me my 7 <laughs> remake. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming. You... Don't, don't care. 7 remake. Karen, Make with the 7 remake. <laughs> uh... Especially if it's if 15's anything to go up. Just give it to me. Yeah, Just well. give it to me. But right. yes, we can move on. Let's move on then. Uh, what have we got? Oh! And this week's, uh, you know, traditional uh, look at the Switch. I, I don't want to steal from Easy Allies because I think that's so fucking great that they do that. But anyway, um, yeah, so Nintendo Switch, a couple of rumors came out. We saw it in action very briefly. Uh, it's nice to see it. Like, that was basically the first time we'd seen it actually running the game. So yeah, that was exactly. nice seeing it on. Was it Fal- with Fallon? Uh, Jimmy Fallon? Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. So Reggie Fiume was. Seeing his actual excitement as he was shaking playing he the was, game. That'll, that'll be me when I first play my Switch. He was so pumped. And, like, the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, uh, Shigeru Mamoto's in the audience as well. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, he just freaked <laughs> out. Bill Trinan's sitting next to him. It was like, you know. Hashtag squad goals. Like, it was awesome. Um, did you see the video of, of Miyamoto playing with the Roots Heck as well? Yeah, I saw that, because Miyamoto also plays guitar. Brilliant. <laughs> playing the Super Mario Brothers scene with the fucking Roots. Like, oh, Jesus. So good. Um, but yeah, we saw Breath of the Wild running on a Switch. We saw it running in handheld mode very briefly, but and with a lot of glare from lights. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've seen it. And we've seen how it works. I mean, Reggie, literally, they had it playing on the screen behind him, and he's like, oh, you got to go to work, so, you know, you need to take your game with you. You can just pick it up. He just picked it up, and it was there. And I don't know if that's... That didn't look fake. That looked I mean, that looked legit. 
That's how they were advertising it was going to be in the trailer. That's yeah. basically one of the selling points. So it it had better be like that. Well, but but you know they do that all the time, and then you go, yeah, I know. you get it, and you're like, really? Oh, I've got to do this, and I've got to do like update it, and it's got to like, oh, it's got to load in. And I mean, if but, you want to be, if you want to play devil's advocate, it will have all the updating and stuff. Don't worry, oh, it'll oh, it'll be there. Yeah, yeah, but um, it looked pretty seamless in terms of switching between TV and and gamepad. So, but yeah, some cool stuff out there. That's all online. It's about, I think it's about 10 minutes long. It's up on YouTube. If you go to the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. There's about, there's about four minutes of good content in there. There's about six minutes of Mario Run. Oh, yeah, there is too, which I'm going to talk about probably next week because it's coming out next week and I'm going to buy it. So Let me know so I can, I don't know, do something else. It's, you'll get it, Karen. It's fine. I won't Although, care when it comes out. <laughs> side note, I did see that it does require an always-on internet connection to play. That makes me worried. But um, anyway, I'll talk about that at another time. The big meaty rumor that came out this week about the Switch is that it's going the Switch Virtual Console will have GameCube games. Finally. Fucking yes. Uh, so I think the, the, the rumor goes that, or the re- report rumor, whatever you want to call it, um, the first three that will appear will be Super Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, and Super Smash Bros. Melee. The greatest. Mm. I'm terrible at that game, but I still, like, oh, yeah. Um, and reading the article that we read from uh, from Eurogamer saying about how that Nintendo are wanting to make that game accessible to people as easily as possible still because they know that there's such a following for it. Well, that's the thing. Nintendo obviously is very aware of Melee's home in the mm. eSport arena. Oh, yeah. So why not give people the ability to, like, instead of lug... Because here's the thing with Melee. Is I love watching competitive Melee. But to set up that thing in tournaments, first of all, you need lots of GameCubes. Yep. Lots of cube controllers. And yep. everyone, like... I've seen forum posts on Smashboards back when I used to go to tournaments where they're like, all right, guys, we need you to gather up as many CRTs as you can. <laughs> we need, like... We need, like 30, 40 CRTs, we need them. <laughs> and they're becoming increasingly more difficult to find too. Yeah, so, it's, so it yeah. would make sense to give people the ability to just have it on their Switch. Yep. And then they just slot it in at the tournament and you're good. And to kick off your to kick off your um your, your virtual console launch for the Switch, like, that, what better game? To emphasise that whole, like, that they're going for in the trailer. It's like, yeah, you, you're fucking playing basketball with your friends and you finish your, let's go play around of Smash Brothers. Like, why not? Uh, and they're also saying down the track, so it's been worked on by the Nintendo European Research and Development, which is nerd. Nerd! Uh, and that they were responsible for the NES Mini. Which apparently emulates really well. Exactly, which brings us to the next point, is that they're also trying to work on Animal Crossing for the GameCube coming to the Switch Virtual Console. Uh, with the working NES emulation games that appeared in the original GameCube game in the emulated version. Games of inside of games, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so it, it'd be, you Layers, could play it. like an onion. It is, yeah, or parfait. Uh, it's like, um, it's, so it'll be a, a NES game emulated within an emulation of a GameCube game running on a Switch. <laughs> Whew! Oh boy. Oh boy. Um that's so obviously a... this has this is going to happen, right? Like... Oh god. Well, you look at the progression of where 
how the virtual console's gone. Like originally it was just like like NES stuff, wasn't it? And then they launched yeah. Super Nintendo. Then 64. Yep. The Cube is the missing link. Currently. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll throw all the good games up. Imagine we can get like F-Zero GX. Oh, what? Nintendo doesn't know what F-Zero is anymore, man. They won't know. Yeah. They've forgotten. Yeah. All right, Karen. You get, you get, you get two games that you like must have games in the GameCube library that you want on there. Go. What do you get? Two games. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying two, two games that you would love to see on that virtual console. I mean, I'm going to, the two I would normally say, I don't have to say, because you can already get them on... Yeah, yeah, console. I know which way where you're going. Because they were going to be Metroid Prime 1 and 2, because they yeah. are the two best gaming games. But if it's not those two, then it's uh, for sure Eternal Darkness. Yep, spot on. That was going to be one of mine, Eternal too. Eternal Darkness is definitely one. And God you know damn what? it, yes. Fuck it, it's Time Splitters 2. Nice! Good call. Never played it, but I... Time Splitters I... 2 is incredible. I heard good things from you. I think I played it briefly with you guys, and I, I was terrible it's at it. It's so but... good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd, uh, oh, Eternal Darkness for me, yeah, that has to be one of them. I'm trying to think of the other GameCube games that I played that I really liked. Jeez, Joel, you asked a question. It I did, I asked a question. An I dug myself a hole. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I'd be willing to give it a second go. Double Dash. Mario Kart Double Dash. What if what if the Double Dash stuff is in Mario Kart Eight Switch? Oh yeah, because it's Mario Kart Eight Switch. What if you would? That'd be interesting. What about you already said F Zero? Oh, you know what, Joel? What if we got like Rogue Leader? Oh, that's the one. A game I never got to play. Rogue Leader is a good game. <laughs> and that that night where I was over at your house and we played a little bit of it multiplayer was fucking hilarious. Fun. Oh, that, so... that was um Rebel oh, Strike, Rogue... I think. Yeah, right. But still. Same game, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, I'm on board for that. <laughs> Let's do that one. Anything but uh, Star Fox Adventures. That, or I'd be happy playing through a little bit of the old Need for Speed Most Wanted again. It's a bit of a fiend for that back in the day. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's some cool stuff. Some good news. Yeah, it just sort of makes sense. and It does make sense. Absolutely. People know, like Nintendo knows that people want GameCube virtual console games, and... To, to play the part of, like, Nintendo can be pretty, you know, they know what strings to tug on. They yep. still lock, like, the DS, eShop, like, virtual console games behind the Wii U. Like, you have to play those on Wii U, which just, yeah. I don't want to. Oh, but, like, so dumb. they know people want DS virtual console, so they're like, yeah, you know what? It's on, uh, it's on the old uh, Wii U. And I think, oh, is Game Boy Advance still only on Wii U as well? I think you might be right, which is just yeah. dumb. I think they said it's something to do with like the 3DS's makeup. I don't know exactly the like the techno battle behind it, but yeah, fair enough. But so I this would make sense if I were like, hey, here's a Switch, and you can play GameCube games on it now. Yep, yeah, no, that'd be that, that that'd be the best way to come out the gate, like like straight away running. That'd be awesome. Do you think we'll hear about that at the the press release? conference whatever the big, they're calling the, it the big event in like a month's time oh Karen, it's so close um when yeah we, when we find everything out yeah, maybe we get be cool if i did it'd be, be cool a good way to generate more hype about that that console to announce that it'd be good if i did it by just announcing who was doing the virtual console this time around and be like and they'll be bringing games from these platforms which would be cool but we'll see yep. and it's who knows what that event's gonna even have oh god who knows who knows 
It's probably going to have like Shiki coming out of a pipe somewhere and like maybe the puppets will make a return. I don't know. I don't even know, man. Who knows? Bill will have his donuts. Bill? It's Bill. Bill. Uh, Yeah, cool. Rough, roughly a month until we find it all out. Oh, boy. So close. That episode's going to be so long, Kyron. Oh, um, God. <laughs> I'm going to need so much coffee. So much. Uh, cool. I'm going to let you take the reins on this last piece. Well, <laughs> was, but it's because it's, you're doing it because it links back to what I was mentioning earlier. Exactly. But also, too, I have no... I read the article and I'm like, yes. You don't know what this, it means? This sounds good. Okay. Like, yeah. Well, if you're saying this sounds good, Joel, you are part of like the 50-50 split that I've seen. <laughs> Okay. So basically, Square Enix posted a roadmap for the future updates coming to Final Fantasy XV, which, you know, we already know it's got a season pass, and the yep. season pass contains a holiday pack, a booster pack, and then an episode for the three buddies of Noctis, and then a co-op uh, expansion pack. Yes. Uh, so that's all, that's already coming, that's still, that's unchanged, but they're also working on a bunch of free updates for it. Which I'm okay with, but I've seen some some people pushing back going, uh, but why? So without being vague, the the main thing they're looking to do is, I don't want to say fix, because I was happy enough with it, but they give it tweaking the story in like essentially the later half of the game. When I was talking about how I finished it earlier and I mentioned it was, there was sort of like what felt like pacing issues. It's, it's, it seems like it's addressing that. Okay, right. Because basically 15, without spoiling it, goes from being a huge open world game to as you basically, you'll trigger a certain part of the story and it's just like, cool, you are going this way now. And that's fine. Like, I don't mind going from open world to straight line. Yep. It gives it some focus for the important, like, story stuff, but it just, it did drop a lot on you and go, hey, digest all this information now. It's like, well, guys, slow down. I've only... I've only got, I've been walking a lot, and this is a lot of information to take in. In particular, they're looking at changing chapter 13, which again, I won't talk about too much in case of spoilers, mm-hmm. but it's a chapter that, again, I didn't mind, but it did drag on a lot, and the changes they're talking about make sense. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the biggest part of the update, which has left some people wondering if they should finish the game now or wait for the cutscenes to be done. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. I can see where it's they're coming tough. from. Because yeah. Square Square did say they were honest, going, "Look, it's going to take time because they're adding cutscenes as well, which need to be like first of all written, performed, then localized, localized, yeah, that stuff. So that could take a while." So, so what are you telling me about like the, the 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 last part of the game going sort of like very sort of linear esque? They've got to reverse thirteen then. Yeah, yeah, which is again is fine because thirteen Probably the better was, way to do it. Yeah, thirteen was hot garbage, and yeah, it makes shouldn't makes never talk more, about thirteen. <laughs> it makes more sense to sort of like narrow down towards the end of the game, yeah. like instead of doing it for the first forty hours. Give you give people the, the open world playground, and then when they're like, okay, cool, you ready for the story? Like the the like the, essentially the end of the story. Well, here you go. This is this is where we're headed. So, but at the same time, like I people are like, but I finished the game already. What what's this new content going to add? And I don't know. I I for one, I'm going to engage in the new game plus mode they're adding, so I will see the content one way or another. Yep, that's not a problem. But I can understand if people are unhappy with that. I personally am fine with it. So, do you think I should wait? 
then? Well, no, I think play it. Fuck it. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's just me, though. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the story enough as it was. I saw problems, and I'm excited to see what they add to it, but I don't know. I still really just loved it straight up. Awesome. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other stuff they're sort of adding is they're looking to add more playable characters. Like, throughout the game, there are a couple of guest characters you get to have in your party for a bit, and I assume, they don't seem to directly state it, but I presume they're going to look at bringing those guys into the limelight a bit more, maybe letting you actively take them with you, which is cool, because okay. there were some cool... Well, I'm trying to think, there was at least three guest characters that I remember, one of which was a badass dragoon lady, and she was my favorite, and I want her in my party forever. Awesome. But I wouldn't... But, like, oh, my party's only four people, so who would I kick out? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, You've already got tough. that attachment to those characters, I know, too. but I really like her, because she's a dragoon, and she's cool. So I don't know. It would be tough, and she's buddy her, her two, like, main guys. Are, oh, no, I don't want to say their names. It's it's a it's a spoiler. Not really a spoiler, okay. but, like, it's like a cool Final Fantasy in-joke that when you hear it, you're like, oh, I get it. Right, so okay. I won't say their names. It's something enough. for you to look forward to when you meet them in the game. And they're awesome. also talking about adding in avatar creation, which okay. they didn't say directly again, but it's presumably going to be for co-op because it would be weird if you were just uh, playing as four Noctuses. Double, yeah, that, yeah, quadruple Noctus. This isn't scale bound here. <laughs> Noctus to the power of four. Exactly. So I, I assume that's what that'll be for, but who knows? Makes sense, but, yeah. Well, because it's yeah. like with Watch, Watch Dogs 2, like the seamless multiplayer, you have like a character that you have, you yeah, can exactly. set it to random, so it's different every time. Obviously, you don't see it, but to other players, that's what you look like. Because it would be weird to have two Marcuses running around. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, cool. so that's basically it. It's just like, but we're just outlining what they're planning on working on with 15 for the next, I don't know, I guess however long it takes. Which is fine. We already knew they were working on a season pass, and... A lot of those additions sound right up my alley. I'll I'll play that story again for extra cutscenes, or you know, if you really don't want to, just watch them on YouTube, I guess, which people will do anyway because that's what happens. Yep. No, people do that. They're lazy, lazy bastards. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Well, that wraps it up the, for the news this week. Should we dive into some questions? Sure, I'll let you lead the lead the run here because I really don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So we've got a couple of questions this week. Uh, first of all, we've got a question from Lauren, our good friend from the OK Games podcast and website. Uh, go check those guys out. Hit them up on, just, just Google OK Games Australia. You'll find them with uh, their little logo, Winston. Winston the Pixel. Um, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, go check him out. Great stuff. Love their podcast. Um, but Lauren asks us, what storyline slash mechanic slash setting do you really want to see in a game? Uh, I had one before and I've forgotten now. I've mental blanked. It's... I've said it before, but I'd, I'd love to see a Toy Story game. Like a good Toy Story game. I know we had a lot of those crappy tie-in ones. The Super Nintendo one was good, even if it was really fucking hard, but I'd like to see like a you know, living in Andy's room, kind of like helping each other out in the, in the world. I don't know. That'd be cool. I could go for that. Um, I had a really cool one. I've forgotten. It's a really good question. 
Well, as we... far as I'll, I'll, I'll mention a mechanic, it's like this is not a new mechanic, but it's a mechanic mm-hmm. that I want to see more games use because I fucking love it, is the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor. Yes, very Again, good it's, answer. it's not a new mechanic, it's a mechanic that is there just being used by this one game, making encounters with enemies actually interesting. Yeah, and give a little bit of like weight to it, and a little bit of yeah. Like, you know, it was such a small thing. Yeah. Why is no one using it? And the thing was, when that game came out, everyone, all the reviews were just like, "This is going to be a thing that everyone copies from now on," and it no one's isn't. done it, and no one has done it. Not even in like like in Batman, they didn't even go back to it. Like even Assassin's same... Creed, which I felt for sure it would be in. Yeah, Mad Max would have been perfect for it as well. Oh, anyway, that's a good one. I remember what mine was. Uh, I'd like to see, and from what I've seen of Final Fantasy XV in combat, in uh, in play, I'd like to see like an RPG with the Avengers, but with XV's combat. And the reason I want to see that is because it'd be essentially being able to play an entire game like that scene from the first Avengers movie, that big panning scene where it goes along the bridge and oh, okay. like. Yeah. I see what you get. Like, so you mean like with the link attacks and stuff that the characters pull off? Yeah, yeah. How the cool combat, would that be? It would be very cool. The combat in 15 is is super flashy and engaging at all times. So Yeah, and that's what hey, that's what the Avengers was. So, like, I mean, <laughs> that'd be great. Like, you know, having, like, you know, Captain America, like, fling Thor up into the air with, like, his, his shield and, like, oh, man, I'd be on board with that. That'd be so cool. That'd be my. You, that'd be it, my sound, it sounds like you've already sold yourself on it. I have. Somebody <laughs> make this game. Somebody I'm, make it. Ask Marvel. I guess Marvel. Disney make doesn't this make games game. anymore. So, I mean, first of all, f- finish helping Telltale. Do that because I want that Guardians of the Galaxy game, and then go do this. Hey Joel, maybe okay? you'll, maybe you'll get it in uh, Kingdom Hearts three, and then I'll throw my PlayStation out the window when I find out Marvel's <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> It's gonna happen, Karen. It's gonna have Star Wars. It's gonna have Marvel. Oh, it's gonna be so gross. Star Wars would be okay, I think. No, Star Wars would be alright. That that seems logical. I don't know about. Yeah. Anyway, I've made my stance clear. (laughs) (laughs) So feel free to bring this up in like a year's time when we're playing Kingdom Hearts three and we get to the goddamn Death Star or fucking the streets of New York. And I'm yep. just, I'm, I'm the guy sitting in a corner going, well, this makes me Stark angry. Tower. It'll be Tony Stark. It'll be Stark Tower. Whatever, um, whatever part of either of those, of those worlds they choose. And just to go back to my awesome, like, Final Fantasy-esque Avengers game, would, it'd be awesome if they did, this is kind of a setting, but if they did the storyline from Secret War, where, like, there were people, like, the villain, like, the villains infected and like took over the bodies or like replaced the bodies of some of the superheroes. And then they were like secret agents essentially. And no one knew who was real and who wasn't. That'd be awesome. Square Enix team up <laughs> with Marvel and make I mean, that. Square Enix is already teaming up with Disney for Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. See, look that they're in the Disney, they're in the family. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. You print money. Joel, Joel calm, no, calm down, Joel. You print money. Anyway. <laughs> um, let's get into that point of the podcast, Karen. Um Cool. So thanks you for your question, Lauren. We stumbled through that one quite nicely. 
I just I, want the Nemesis system. Give me the Nemesis system. Yeah, someone, Nemesis anyone. system. It's, God, that is a, that is a, like a, a no-brainer, especially in those kinds of games. I want, like I just... want to care more about the enemies I kill. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you, you want you want your like hate-fueled like rampage through the land to be like to carry some weight, or to like, some, uh... or to have that moment where you get killed by some grunt and then he gets promoted and you're like, oh, I am coming oh, you, for oh, you. you, motherfucker! You are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you're getting promoted. You got a target on your back because I'm coming for you. Yeah, that that it made it personal. That's what it did. It made yeah. the game personal. You're like, you're fucked, mate. I'm obviously after you. it only works for certain games, but I just would like to see some more people use it or like implement yeah. it because I just love it. Be tops, be tops. So thank you, Lauren. Good question. Uh, next up, we have a question from Lee, and Lee asks us: Should games try and tackle the darker themes of adult relationships uh power abuse dominance etc uh if they only have the resources to touch on the subject lightly or briefly are these subjects best left alone if a game doesn't have the time and resources to investigate them with a greater degree of depth and nuance i thought this is a really great question it's a really really interesting thought it is Um, well, predominantly because I do, it's it's tricky because you never want anything to be put in the game unless it's going to be given the proper attention. You're like you don't want yeah. stuff, especially something as, that could be as important as this as this subject matter, and just get sort of eh, just glossed over. Like I I wouldn't want yeah. that. You need to yeah, I think it is important to to do to not to do it justice, but to to make it uh, appropriate. I don't it's not even I, appropriate. It's I don't think you want it to you don't want it to be a dot point. No, you don't. You don't want it to yeah, like you said, glossed over. Yeah. So I, I think it's hard. Like you don't want to say say don't do it if you don't have the resources because yeah, you don't want to tell someone to not yeah. follow their 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 project and, and see it through. But I mean they're very touchy subjects as it is as well. So you wanna do them like I said, you wanna do them justice. Yeah. Um, and, and make sure that if you've got a story with uh, that that has these these elements to it, you you want to get that across. You obviously got a reason you're, you're telling that story, so you and want you, that you story don't to come across. Misrepresent anything either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I, like, there are examples out there. Uh, I had a quick look. Uh, there's a game called Sibel, um, uh, which. I have not played. I've seen a little bit of. Uh, it, it's not quite in terms of like the darker side of relationships or anything like that, um, but it follows like a, a the romance between or like the relationship between um, two people playing an online game and who never met, and it it plays out over I think about two hours, um, and they say it's best to play it in one sitting. Uh, it looks. I, I really want to play it. So you're actually the game. You actually play the online game that they're playing, but as you're doing that, you're getting these bits of information through like chat logs or um, them talking on Skype, uh, and you get to hear them interacting with each other. Um, so, I mean, that that's the kind of way to do it. I I think the indie scene is the place where this this really thrives, when people have stories to tell. Uh, and again, it's not about re- relationships, but there was, I mean, that Dragon Cancer, that was an in- intensely personal story like intensely personal story that i i 
have been meaning to play, but I don't know if I could do it. I oh, just yeah, and not not out of the like because I think the game is bad. Like I just think it would it would ruin me. It's hard. It's hard. But like I mean, that you have that like he had that story that they want he wanted them yeah. to tell, and he wanted them to tell it so specifically, and that him living the story obviously he wanted it to be right. So if you're drawing from experiences in your life, then I guess making them as real as possible is probably the the best way to do it. Um, you hit the nail on the head as well when you said that like indies is probably where this is going to be more prominent as well because sadly AAA is shackled by what makes money more often than not. Yeah. So and indies also have a lot more freedom to experiment with a lot of this stuff, and that's that's what's really exciting. Yeah. Again, because this sort of stuff would be really interesting to see. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I I would I would not I wouldn't love <laughs> to see it. I'm not like yeah, give it to me. Like, but I would be very much interested in playing those kinds of uh, experiences. Yeah. And those games, like I, I know you hate that word, but it's just the best way to put it. Like, it's it is an experience to try and put yourself in the shoes of someone who is going through something like that. Um, There's another game I found called Curtain, which follows an LGBT couple um and it, it deals with a, a, an abusive relationship as well um apparently it's only about half an hour long and you can pay what you want for it it's called curtain um i'm actually probably going to go pick it up because like i am interested in playing that now because it sounds interesting i'll give it a read it. yeah mm, yeah it sounds really quite interesting um the way it's presented as well uh so i, I guess that's the way as well like you got to figure out how you want to present it there, I mean, there are obviously games out there with like hefty subject matter. Like, I mean, even Heavy Rain, it was a little bit. Oh. I guess at some it was on, <laughs> look, look, it was a little on the campy side of things, but it still sort of tried to deal with like that whole idea of relationships and them breaking down and the importance of family and all that. It's sort of so, stuff. it's so hard. It is true, but it's just so hard for me to take that seriously. Yeah. When Jason. when Ethan goes from one minute being scared for his son's life to the next minute banging Madison, like it's just there are some yeah. some really oh, jarring yeah. moments that in that bit narrative. Too, wasn't God it? Yeah. damn it, David Cage. Mm, let's hope Detroit breaks that. Probably <sighs> won't. Um, uh, hopefully, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I look. I think if you if you're someone. And I'm I'm fairly certain Lee is developing something at the moment. He's he's working on something, or knows of someone who's trying to work on something like this at the moment. Uh, he, if you if you are trying to tell a, a specific story, if you have something in mind, then I think I think it's important to do it justice, no matter how hard that may be, or how confronting that may be for the player or yourself. I think if you if you stick to your guns and don't sugarcoat it. I think they're, they're the points where it, you will see a lot more respect from the people in the community and in the industry. Yeah, like I said, I, it, it's one of those things where I... And it's, it's, this isn't even specifically just about this. Like, I just don't like seeing things just, like, sort of just brushed over in games. Mm. Like, just touched and go, yeah, there we go, that's it. Like... It, like, like, even if it is really, box, con- yeah. yeah. Even if it's really confronting, I'd like to really like dig into it and just just really get in there and and see yeah. it. It's really, it, yeah. I I don't. I, I wouldn't want to see it done like br- briefly touched upon. 
I'm trying to think of that. There's something recently that I played that was really heavy and I like it just... Was oh, it inside? <laughs> it wasn't inside. I don't know how I feel about that game, Karen. There was some um, stuff in Firewatch, which was really interesting. I wish I'd still need to play as well. I'm hoping that goes on sale during this PlayStation sale. But um, there was something where I just... it. I had to put the... I put the controller down. I get... Uh, Virginia no. had some interesting stuff in it as well. Virginia, yeah. Uh, look, I, I think it is important to do to do it the way that you want to and don't compromise. Yeah. Don't don't skimp. Don't compromise. Like you said, don't gloss over anything. Like, if you want to tell this story, it is important to tell it as close... No, no matter how you're presenting the game, like, whatever game it is, where it be, like, you know, some sort of RTS or whatever. I don't know. Like... Whichever like genre or way you're presenting the game, that's fine. But in terms of like the the narrative and the story, if you've obviously got a story in mind, then it is important to not shy away from it. Because I think from people like us, I know both of us, like we are more inclined to play something. If someone says, "Whoa, this game!" Like it, ha- oh man, you've got to play this game because of this and that, and you go, we'd go, yeah, actually, okay, all right. I love that a game that grabs like me. Just, it, yeah, exactly. It grabs me. And it'll stay with you as well. Um, it's like, I, just to talk about movies for a second, but if you've ever seen Requiem for a Dream, it is oh a movie that you only need to watch once and you will never forget it. You will never forget it. It's, it is It is just such a... Just hearing its name, Joel. You... Just a harrowing tale. Oh, boy. We're leaving this on a on a, a a bit of a dark note, but um, I like like yeah, I think you should, you know, if you are someone out there who is trying to to create something like this, I think just make sure you do it your way and the way that you set out to tell it, um, and don't compromise for anyone. That's the beauty of indies; you don't have to. Um, and I think that you, that that's when games shine uh like games like that shine it's when they just are brutal sometimes as well like brutally honest so uh thank you lee good question great it was a really good question really good i I actually really glad we had that that was a good conversation to end on quite nice well not nice but again i think we said this when we got a, a question like not like this but in a similar vein uh, a while ago, but if anyway, if you know of any games that that deals with a lot of these themes, I don't know. Mm. Let me let us know. I'm, I'm always interested to try. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to go get this curtain game after we finish recording. I'm going to go download that. Um, yeah, but definitely hit us up. We we would love to hear any recommendations, even I, if it's I just like a... try new things. Yeah, yeah. I I love having those kinds of. It's the same with movies as well, and I hear about a movie that has it's like, oh, this movie will stick with you for for certain reasons, and it's like, okay, that's a movie I want to watch now. I want to have that reaction to it. I want to have that feeling from watching that kind of movie. So it's the same with games. Cool. Alrighty, shall we shall we wrap this one up? Yeah, yeah, we shall actually. We're a quarter of a century old, Karen. I didn't even say that at the start. <laughs> We're in, our mid, we're in our mid twenties now. Oh god, it's all got, it's, we're heading towards the downhill phase. Yeah, we are. Yeah, oh god, <laughs> we're in the midlife crisis stage, maybe soon. 
Oh, well, we've got a bit of time before we get to that. Yeah, we've got a few We've got a few episodes. A few episodes, a few oh, episodes. It's fine. It's fine. Come back here in five episodes and we'll, we'll be having like a breakdown or something. <laughs> oh, Buying God. a sports car. <laughs> Remarrying, like, you know. <laughs> our kids hate our new stepmom. Anyway. Okay. Wrap it up, Karen, before I go insane. Oh, okay, fine. All right. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to this week's episode of Dialogue Options. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions or games we should play that we should know about, feel free to drop us an email at dialogueoptions at gmail.com or you can drop us a comment or a tweet on our Facebook page or Twitter account, both of which are just straight Dialogue Options. Of course, if it's Twitter, you put the little at in front of it. That's how you know. <laughs> yep and uh if you want to keep up with our individual exploits which currently for me is tweeting pictures and clips and just tweets about the last guardian you can find me at lemon man x on twitter and as for my good friend joel if you would like to see me tweeting at celebrities and getting no response from them <laughs> uh i am at jolly mac you get likes sometimes i do i do and you, you know do. what that's that's what i like about twitter just sometimes just getting that like you kind of go oh or, or if like you and me get followed by someone you find you you respect quite uh, truthful, truthfully as well. You, I have some some weird people who follow me, but I don't. I'm just kind of like, why? Why are you yeah. following me? Paul Verhoeven follows you. That that's awesome. He's a cool dude, and Michael Huber cool follows guy. me. And Michael Huber follows me too. The um the video game orchestra like a Twitter account. Follows me. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are cool. I finished Final Fantasy 15. Turns out they had their hands in the Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack recording. I was like, cool. Why are you following me? I just tweet about video yep. games. Yep. You guys make amazing music. Ah, oh, Twitter. Twitter like, it can be bad for a lot of stuff, but just sometimes it's nice. Yeah, it's just the internet. Anyway, it's true. The internet is a bad place more often than not. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so thanks for listening to us yammer on, guys, even in this extended portion where we talk about Twitter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, as always, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux take us out, Strike Witches Get Bitches, and I'm pretty sure we'll see you guys next week, where I will have played Inside. Oh, Clara. <sighs> see ya. See ya. See ya.